SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Thursday, October 6th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and follow away. Well, Judge waves the white flag on the real history making. Uh, all arise for Louie. Uh, strikeouts go out with a bang. Rays fail to get it done. Who's winning in the National Hockey League? Some team total bets. Uh, Seven-foot stud waiting in the NBA. Told you so. Where's Gronk? Uh, Mr. Vegas versus Roger Maris. Out in KC. Out in India. Nothing special about Detroit. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and uh, no opposite picks as uh, we have nothing to play on except one football game. But we will give you some props and some different things we can put a couple of shekels on. Uh, Russell Wilson with his injury status, uh, with a shoulder injury, confident he'll play tonight. And then Matt Ryan, you heard there uh, saying how the offense is close to really hitting. Well, I would think after a month, you know, heading into week five of the season, you would be uh, not only close, you'd be there as a matter of fact. But uh, that's the Indianapolis Colts. What's going on, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh a Thursday morning. You know, there's something outside. I don't know what it is. I've seen it before. I just can't put my uh, my finger on it. It's up in the sky, and it's bright, and it's shiny. Uh, oh, that's right. It's the sun. Yes, uh, that that's what it is. Yeah, that, that must be the sun. Yeah, we have sun for the first time in about a week here on the East Coast. I can only imagine what it's like down in Florida, so I'm not complaining. But here in New York, it's been raining since basically Saturday. So first day that the sun is actually out. Wow. How about that? Yeah, a little Monday Night Football tonight. We got Denver Lane three and a half versus Indianapolis. No Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. He's out. Um, you got uh, Denver with the quarterback situation with Russell Wilson in the sore shoulder. You got uh, Williams out, Jerome Williams, so he's not playing, so it's going to be uh, um, basically a uh, Melvin Gordon show, but he's got a banged-up neck. Uh, so you got the quarterback that's banged up, you got the best running back that's banged up, and then you got the backup who's hurt as well for Denver, and then you got the Colts with their best offensive player, um, Jonathan Taylor, not playing. So, But somehow or another, the over-under is still 42-and-a-half. Very strange. Now, 42-and-a-half is not a big number. I get that, but, you know, there's plenty of 39-and-a-halves and 40-and-a-halves sprinkled around the NFL, whereas you would have thought with all those guys being injured or maybe not playing, that that number would have been under 40. You know, Denver's on a monster under run anyway, 15-and-6. I know their game against the Raiders went over, but the Raider games always go over. Uh, you can almost throw those out of the equation. You know, Denver is a strong under team. Colts couldn't score with a $20 bill at a cheap brothel house. So I, I don't get that 42-and-a-half. I really... It almost looks too easy. I don't know. How many other games have less numbers than 42 and a half? Giants Packers this week. Um, Houston Jackson's got 43 and a half. Uh, Titans uh, Washington Commanders, 42 and a half. 49ers Panthers, 38 and a half. 
Cowgirls, Rams, 43 and a half. Uh, that's the only one. But uh, there was a few last week, and we've seen the 38s today. You know, Bears and Giants uh, was 39 and a half, and there were a couple of others. That's where I would think that number should be. Now, it's not that big a deal when it looked at the, you know, 39 and a half versus 42 and a half, but it actually is. You know, it, it was kind of like the, the uh, on Monday night. You know, 42 and a half, you get six touchdowns, it's still an under. <clears throat> that means you need seven scores, at least seven scores. That's tough to get. And in a Colts Broncos game, uh, 39 and a half, 40 and a half, six scores. We'll, we'll get it done if, if you get the six touchdowns. So it's just, uh, you know, that 42 is, is a magical little number when it comes to over unders, much like three and seven are when it comes to point spreads. 42 and a half, 42 is because is it's six touchdowns and you need, like I said, another field goal on top of that. So they, they are begging you, point being. Uh, to take the under here, but I do like the under, I, I must say. I got a bunch of props that we'll get to here uh, before we are through as well. Uh, a couple of little tidbits, though. Baseball finishes up yesterday. We gave out, uh, what, 11 games, and in the end, you know, you got a day's worth of entertainment. We went 5-6. and six. Red Sox and uh, Devil Dogs ended up being the deciding game. We lost with uh, Detroit. They lost to Seattle 5-4. We lost with Kansas City. Cleveland won 9-2. We hit with Texas against the Stankies. We hit uh, a split with Baltimore and Toronto. We won with Pittsburgh, which beat St. Louis. We uh, we won with Miami, which beat Atlanta. We won with San Fran, which beat San Diego. And then we lost on Washington and Colorado against the Mets and Dodgers. So it all boiled at 5-5. It all boiled down to the late game. Boston and Tampa Bay, and uh, Boston ended up winning. So five and six, not too bad. But we went out with a bang with our strikeout props. We'll get to that when we come back. Opposite Pick, Sports Grid Radio, Series 6. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, Valley Sports West with the call there. Mike Trout, oh yes, coming through again with another clutch home run. As we all know that Mike Trout hit so many of those clutch home runs. Oh, that big time spot the Angels game yesterday against the A's. Oh yeah, all the pressure in the world. Uh, you have uh, no pressure. Uh, he, again, I'm telling you right now, somebody is going to give him a first place vote in the MVP voting. We got 30 bullets, 30 guys vote, and there's got to be some knucklehead, some bird brain, some just dope that's just so in love with Mike Trout. He is going to get a first place vote. You mark it down. Even though we all know he was nowhere to be found when the Angels season was going down the toilet once again for the umpteenth year, he either disappears at the plate uh, in uh, the months of June and July, when the seasons are really decided, or he was injured. And the last two seasons, he's been injured. So, yeah, he'll get his 40 home runs, and he's going to get his, uh, you know, his RBIs. And some bird brain's going to say, yeah, you know what? If he was healthy, he's on pace for 70 home runs. Forget about 62. He would have had 70, blah, 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 blah. You know, forgetting about the fact that, uh, you know, he only excels when it doesn't count. So, Bally Sports West there. And then Pompous asked LeBron, a uh, nice little back-to-back highlights there, two of our favorite people, uh, telling uh, NBA commissioner he wants to buy a team and bring it to Las Vegas. Okay. You know, so does about 5,000 other people. I don't know why these teams, or these uh, leagues rather, don't expand. 
I mean, it's instant money. You know, the NBA, think about it. These teams are being sold for $2 billion plus dollars, right? I mean, 2 to $3 billion, and it's obviously only going higher. That is just an instant cash cow for the owners. They don't have to split that with the players. That's not, you know, that is not part of the agreement. Um, players only get the income. That does not count as income. That is just a, we divide up by 30 owners, and we're all walking away with uh, figure out how much it would be depending on how, uh, how much. Uh, the prices for a team. So if I'm the NBA, it's same thing with the NFL. If I'm the NBA, the NFL, baseball, uh, baseball is tougher because you just need so many people to show up. You know, you know the NBA, you need uh, 12,000, 15,000 fans. That's it. You, you'll, you'll get that every night, 40 home games. Why not, right? Same thing, NFL. Uh, well, what team doesn't sell out in the NFL, right? So, and you make your money with TV revenue. I'd be expanding all over the place. If I'm the NBA, uh, Seattle, you want a team? Boom, it's there. You know, Las Vegas, you want a team? Boom, it's there. Cincinnati, you want a team? Boom, it's there. Pittsburgh, go ahead, knock yourself out. You want another team in Chicago? Great, go ahead. And, and you just collect two to three billion dollars every single time. Well, what, there's not enough talent, Scott. Who cares? Does anybody really care? There's not enough talent to go around. There's not enough talent to go around past 15 teams. Uh, you know, but who? If you can put that kind of money in your pocket, same thing in the NFL. You know, uh, you San Antonio. You think you want a team? We'll figure it out a way with Jerry Jones. Go ahead, knock yourself out. It's all. It's all you. Uh, Kansas City. You want a basketball for a team? Go ahead. Get it. Get an owner who's got the money. Pony it up. You think LeBron James has got to pony up? Uh, you know, two billion dollars. Kind of doubt it. He'll be the face of the franchise, but I don't think he's going to pony up that kind of money. I don't think he has that kind of money to spend. But uh, somebody will be uh, getting a team in Las Vegas before it's through. And like I said, if I'm uh, if I'm these teams, the way sports has just exploded right now, I would go to every single city. Do you want a team? We'll help you find owners. Uh, it's going to cost you something, but um, boy, it's just it's just instant money. It, it really is. So yesterday, so we went five and six with our baseball plays yesterday. Our pitching, boy, almost a tear in my eye. No more pitching strikeout props. We could do it in the postseason, but problem with the postseason is you have a lot of good teams as far as non-strikeouts are concerned that are in the playoffs. You know, Cleveland's one of the best uh, strikeout teams. Houston's one of the best strikeout teams. Mets are one of the best strikeout teams. So when you start, you know, saying, well, I'm not going to go against those teams. Well, you know, you're down to about four teams or so. Uh, and then you throw in the fact that these managers are so anal when it comes to this stuff that they really end up taking these starters out a lot earlier than what you do in a regular season. Now, does that create an underplay? Yeah, it does. But you know how we feel about unders. You know, we hate them. So... I don't know what to do. Think about the teams that are in the postseason. The least strikeout team in all of baseball, Cleveland, postseason. Next to least, Houston, postseason. Next to next to least, Mets, postseason. Then it's Washington. Cardinals, fifth the fewest strikeouts. Toronto, sixth fewest strikeouts. Uh, San Diego, eighth fewest strikeouts. I mean, even Philadelphia, that's not too bad. 12th fewest strikeouts, but we don't, the only team that's in the postseason that strikes out a lot, the Atlanta Braves. They're, they're the oddity of it all. They, they really are. Second most strikeouts in all the baseball. 
And there they sit with uh, the second-best record in the National League. You got the uh, Mariners, who have the 11th most. Devil Dogs, Tampa Bay, have the 12th most. And then the Stankies, 13th. I guess we could play against them. Uh, and then the Dodgers, 16. And then everyone else is uh, all, I, you know, all the other teams I mentioned. So it's it's kind of tough. We'll find it. We'll, we'll look. We'll, we'll see. I think the uh, aces of these stabs will go a little bit longer. But once you get into the uh, number three guy in the rotation, those guys get the yank so quickly. They really do. Uh, that you, you do not get the leash that you get in a regular season. So, And that's why it's tough. And that's why if they give you numbers based on a regular season, you could go under. You could, but I hate going under. So yesterday, we had six guys. Ah, last day of the regular season. And we pat ourselves in the back here. Uh, Ken Waldachuk uh, for uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, that that was a winner. Domingo Herman of the Stankies. That was a winner. Glenn Otto of the Texas Rangers coming in with five strikeouts against the Stanks. That was a winner. Um, Merrill Kelly. He was our main guy. 13-1. and one. Oh, that's sad. Sad to see Arizona not in the postseason. Four and a half was his number. Minus 164. We told you yesterday, 13 and 1 now. He finishes up 13. Well, no, 14 and 1. He finishes up 14 and 1, hitting his number. Five strikeouts. And he got seven yesterday. Easy winner. Framber Valdez, same thing. 11 and 2, heading into yesterday, getting five strikeouts. His number was four and a half. He got 10. So he finished up going 12 and 2. And we hit with a Valdez Kelly. Adjusted line prop. We went conservative. Uh, we only pushed uh, Valdez up to six, and he got ten again. And we pushed Kelly up to six, and he got seven. So we won on that one. Nice little eighty bucks. Uh, not too bad. The only guy we lost with was uh, Nick Pavetta. He had five and a half uh, for uh, for the Red Sox against Tampa Bay. So finished up with a nice five and one. Cha ching, cha ching. So our overall numbers for the week, 11-5, and five, heading into Friday's playoff games. And uh, once the numbers are out, we'll take a look and see if they are this morning. Uh, they weren't yesterday, but we'll see if we can find some. For sure, we'll let you know tomorrow uh, if they're not out today. But in the end, our strikeouts for the season, 154 up, 111 down. If you're a $100 player, you netted $4,220, give or take, depending on your VIG. Uh, I get it, but... 4200 bucks, And if you played just one, we gave you one a day. 38 and 19 good for $1,500. Not, not bad. Not bad at all with our strikeout props. It's a beautiful thing. Baseball over-unders. We'll recap that and give you some hockey season total over-unders. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Uh, We have the five dastardly words that everybody eventually has to say but hates to say. Wetzel was right again. Damn. Uh, Then I have the four lovely words uh, that I love to say. I told you so. What did we say on Monday? I said, I bet you that guy Tuesday, actually. I bet you that guy that that ran on the field for that Monday night football game that got plowed over by Bobby Wagner is going to sue. 
And, and we, we kind of joked, but I was serious about it. I said, you know what he's going to say? He's going to say he was drunk. Well, then, then, you know, how could you be, you know, suing if you're admitting you're drunk? Well, because uh, the boys at the concession stand kept on feeding me beers. That's why I got drunk. It's their responsibility. I know it's one of the stupidest rules in the history of mankind, but it's the responsibility of the bartender to stop feeding the drunk beers. It's not the responsibility of the person not to get drunk. It's not the responsibility of the drunk to stop getting uh, more beers. It's the responsibility of the sober bartender to stop the drunk person from buying more. And his excuse will be, I got drunk and they kept on feeding me beers. So I ran on the field. I know I shouldn't have. Okay, slap my wrist on that. But that did not give a football player the right to plow me into the ground like that and bust my shoulder. And now I can't walk. I can't do this. I can't do that. I have all these nightmares. I got a concussion. And we, we said it. We said it on Tuesday that this would happen. And lo and behold, here we are two days later. And sure enough, some lawyer, no doubt, got to that guy and said, you know, I'm listening to Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio. He's got a great point. You want to sue? You can. You could sue the NFL. You could sue uh, the L.A. Rams. Uh, you could sue the uh, concession stand workers. You could sue the people that are uh, employed by the concession stand. You could sue the whole freaking world. All because you acted like a moron. And you got what you you actually deserved. And, and you can then sue by saying, listen, it's not my fault. You should have had the stands uh, barriers up to prevent us from going on the field. You should have had more security there. Yeah, and th th this is like opening up a Pandora's box to issues for the NFL, and it, it all benefits the fan who was the mope that uh, jumped on the field and, and uh, you know was running around with his little flair there. Welcome to Society 2022. It's amazing. Now, a judge, you would think anybody could sue over anybody, right? But you would hope that the judge would hear the case, look at the case, and maybe not even hear it and just throw it out and say, you know what, get lost. You're walking around, you're running around with a flare that in 2022 we have no idea what it could be, as Wagner alluded to. Uh, and you know what, he tried to stop you. But I doubt it. I doubt it. And then you got Joe Burrow there talking about how he's dealt with concussions. He doesn't remember games but he says, you know, I, but I had no after effect of it. Really? <laughs> I don't know what other kind of after effect you want to have to show that you have a concussion, but you're playing in a football game in which you don't remember what happened after you got the concussion. Yeah, Joe, that, that would be a concussion, I would think. And that would be after effects if you can't remember what happened, for goodness sakes. These players do need protection for themselves. They really do. Uh, I, I do think, you know, uh, I was reading a story where the protocols might get changed uh, with the announcement coming as early as today. And uh, I guess the big thing would be anytime any player even shows signs of maybe being concussed like Tua uh, the other day, then you're out for the rest of the game. No ifs, ands, or buts, no questions about it. You wobble off the field, that's it, you're done. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I don't want these guys to get hurt, but that does kind of suck if you're a football fan. You know, in a lot of ways with the Dolphins, I don't know. I, I, everyone's piling on them. I, I, I'm getting to feel sorry for, for uh, Boy Wonder there. You know, he's worried about a game. Uh, he, he's worried about winning. It's Thursday night. It's national TV. He sees his quarterback, uh, you know, or actually it was before that one. But it, it's still, it's a game. He's worried about it. And he sees his quarterback get banged up. And he's got 12 other things on his mind. Uh, he, he goes, you know, 10 minutes later to the doctors. Is he okay? Yeah, he's okay. You, you sure? Yeah. He, he passed concussion protocol? Yeah. Okay, we'll go back in there then. You know, I mean, that's all. 
You're asking this guy to do something and say, like, stop the world and say, are you really sure this is really safe? I mean, he's not over in the concussion protocol area. He's not going through the test with Tua. He's just relying on the doctors. I mean, the doctors are saying he's fine. So in some ways, I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's got torched this week. But all other kind of head coaches all say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have put him back in there. Yeah, my ass, you wouldn't have had. They they all would have put their guy back in there. So now they're going to make it where – once you start wobbling, that's it. You're done for the game. And, you know, it may have been a back injury. Who knows? Maybe his concussion versus Cincinnati was completely different than what happened in, in the Baltimore. Um, I don't think so, but, you know, it could happen to another player where a guy gets thrown to the ground and, uh, you know, he's kind of shaking it off and you're thinking it's a concussion when it's not. It's a neck or a back or a shoulder or whatever. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily like that rule, but what are you going to do? Uh, it is what it is. You gotta, you gotta have the safety of the players first. Uh, but a team's gonna lose a game, and there's gonna be a player that's gonna bitch and yell and scream somewhere along the line. That is for sure. All right, so Denver tonight laying three and a half versus Indy. Here are the best props that we have. We have six of them. All right, we're gonna play a uh, over Russell Wilson, two hundred thirty-one and a half yards passing. He should get that. As long as his shoulder really is, you know, he's not even on the injured list anymore. So these all these guys all have aches and pains and stuff. If he's out there, he's playing. Um, the, the two running backs, one is completely out. Williams, uh, Gordon, as I told you before, has got a neck injury. So I'm sure they're going to take it easy with him as well. So I'm thinking that means more Russell Wilson passing. So give me, give me the over 231.5 passing yards, which isn't that much anyway. Going to go over Naheem Hines uh, rushing for the Colts. You know, without Jonathan Taylor, he's the number one guy. I know the Broncos have a terrific rushing defense, but 35 and a half yards. That's nothing for an entire game, especially with Matt Ryan. You really want Matt Ryan throwing against that Denver Broncos defense? I don't think so. I mean, you get 36 yards just by accident. So I love that one. And then uh, plus 390 odds, we're going to lower the over under from 42 and a half to 31 and a half. Um, that's 17-14. That's a winner. All right, that's uh 20 to 10. That's a winner. That's mm, that's about it. Uh from realistic scores. Yeah, 14-13. As I said, 17-13. Um 20 to 10, 20 to 13 would go over. But I, I you know what? Plus 390 almost 4 to 1. If my thinking is right on this, uh, then then we have a shot with that. We really do. So those are the three main ones. Now we like to have some fun. There's different categories on FanDuel. Game specials, it's called. And it gives you the odds up to 450, from 5 to 1 to 19 to 1, and then from 50 to 1 or or higher. So we're going to grab one from each category. From the category of up to 4.5 to 1. Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson to combine for 500 yards passing and four touchdowns. It's plus 410. I'm not concerned about the 500 yards passing. I think we'll get that because I don't think either team's going to be able to run the football. The four touchdown passes are the ones. And that that's especially since I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I've been wrong before. So, but I you know we we might be able to get that. We you know Russell Wilson goes for 3, Matt Ryan and oh by the wayer. Um, you know at 4 to 1, I think we'll get the 500 yards passing cuz like I said, I don't think the teams are going to be able to run. So I'll, I'll t- at four to one, I'll take a crack at that. Next category from five to one to nineteen to one. 
Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson to each have one passing touchdown in each half. Six and a half to one they're giving you on that. That's not bad. Um, They each need to have two when everything is said and done or more. But both getting one in each half, you know, the first half to me would be the concern. But six and a half to one, uh, you know, that that's that's nice odds. I'll I'll take my chances on that. And then the 50 to one or above category. These are just a goof. They just are. But Cortland Sutton, he's the number one wide receiver for the Broncos to score the first touchdown and the last touchdown. Here's what I'm thinking. If the under does come in, maybe he gets the first touchdown. Maybe he gets the only touchdown. And that would be the first and the last. So 55 to 1 on that. Little flyer. I mean, he could get the first and he could get the last, regardless of how many touchdowns are scored. But um, if, you know, listen, uh, the uh, Colts were shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars, for goodness sakes. They were shut out, uh, you know, or held to three points by the Houston Texans in three quarters. Uh, This Colts team is more than capable of laying an egg tonight. So, all right, I'll take Cortland Sutton, the main wide receiver for the uh, the Broncos, especially with the running game being as limited as it is. First and last touchdown, 55 to 1. I think that's actually a halfway decent play. So, Russell Wilson over 231.5 yards passing. Naheem Hines over 35.5 yards rushing for the Colts. Under 31.5 uh, t- total score plus 390 though and then uh, the Ryan and Wilson four touchdown passes 500 yards the Ryan and Wilson each throwing a touchdown pass in the first half at 6.5 to 1 and then Sutton scored the first and last touchdowns at 55 to 1 not bad, not bad at all alright, phone calls and uh, NHL team over total, that is next right here Ops Pick Sports Good Radio SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Don't forget, out of the show this week, uh, we are on from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time right here on SportsGrid Radio. Uh, it is called In Play Sports Tonight, in which we uh, watch some games and uh, kind of like in-game live. We watch some games uh, and then uh, put a couple of shekels on some stuff and talk some sports, take some phone calls uh, and have some fun. So In Play Sports Tonight later on tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time uh, right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Monday through Friday. So feel free to join me then, if you will. All right, let us check out some uh, hockey props. We got the football stuff in. Uh, I'm going to get the Aaron Judge here in a second. Um, and a couple of little tidbits, but uh, let's do our NHL over-under. Season starts tomorrow, and uh, we'll no doubt uh, pay a lot of attention to the Major League Baseball playoffs tomorrow, so let's get the hockey stuff uh, in before the season does begin. I I love a couple of these over-unders, and boy, I wish I said this before, not going to repeat myself, but man, I wish these sites would offer up monthly over-unders. I I don't know if it's they're not smart enough, to be able to do it, or they haven't even thought of it, maybe, or I, or I don't know what else it could be, uh, or there's just no interest. They don't think people would bet it, but they were, they would be dead wrong on that. I'm telling you, I think that would be so cool. Uh, heck, I would even do it by the week, but you know, let, let's go conservative and, and go by the month. 
And it wouldn't be that difficult. You know, if you want to tell me that would be really tough, Scott, nah, not really. You, you know how good these teams are, right? You, you make up lines for every single game. So let's just uh, use Carolina. You know, if they have uh, 15 games, we'll say, in the month of uh, October, which they don't, but you know what I mean. So, and you figure out which games that they would be favored in and which games they would not. And uh, you come up with the total based on that. If, if they're going to be favored in 10 of the games, underdogs in five, then you make the over under 20 points. You know, I mean, it's really, it's not that difficult. It really isn't. That's all you would have to do. So and I'm telling you, people would bet that, that they would love that. They would, they, they absolutely love it because they love the over-unders on, on the, the, all the other totals. The only thing, you know, whenever you hear someone mention these team totals, the number one complaint is, yeah, but it takes so long to cash your money out. And now that you're playing with the, the legits and not your local Louis de Lip, you know, you got to shell that money out. So if, if you were playing on credit, a little different story, but who the heck wants to shell out all your money and have them sit on it until literally, you know, April, May? I mean, but if they offered it on a monthly basis, that's not too bad. So hopefully someone's listening to us. They do tend to listen to us and, and do take our suggestions. I will take credit for having the strikeout prop and a few of the other things that FanDuel offers up. So maybe they'll do that somewhere along the line. All right. In the meantime, we'll deal with these season totals. What I like to do is figure out how many points a team scored the year before. And when I mean scored, but won the year before. Because um, you get a point for a tie over time. Uh, and then how many, what what the total is this year, and, and figure out the discrepancy and, and kind of leaning towards that direction. Florida, which I know made some changes. I get it. Uh, and, and I'm not in favor of the guy. They traded away a lot of talent because they flopped in the postseason. But their number dropped from 122 to 104.5. They may come back to the pack a little bit, and the division may be a little bit better. But until it is... Boy, I love over 104.5 Florida. That's a 17.5-point drop they would need. 18 less points, no way. Got to play over Florida. On the suggestion of uh, Bobano last night, I was thinking over Buffalo, and I still kind of like that. Thinking over Ottawa, but eh, everyone's over Ottawa. It's still the Ottawa Senators. Um, but we're going to go over Detroit, 84 and a half, even though they had 74 last year. But, uh, you know, supposedly they're that much better this year. So, all right. So we're going to go over Florida, over Detroit. We're going to go under Montreal. We'll do this by division. Uh, this is the Atlantic division. We're going to go under Montreal. They had 55 points last year. I know they made the change. Martin St. Louis came in, and they were a different team. I, I get that. But going from 55 to 73, that's an 18-point jump. That's nine more wins they would need. <clears throat> you know, in an 82-game schedule, that's a lot. That is a big jump. They may be better, but I don't think in that division, which is a very difficult division, um, especially the top half anyway, that, that I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, so I will gladly take the under 72 and a half metropolitan division. Going to go over Carolina. Uh, <clears throat> you know, they, they, you know, listen, 116 points last year, only 103 and a half this year. Division is tough. Maybe the toughest division in hockey, but you know what? I'll grab that. If you can get 116 one year, um, and then they, they picked up uh, by Charetti from uh, Pacioretty from uh, from uh, Vegas for nothing, they should be able to get 104. 
We'll, we'll grab Carolina. Love the Rangers. 110. And then this is kind of like the black cloud on them. 110 points last year, and we're going to get them now at 99 and a half. I don't know why they would have 11 less points this year than last year. Everyone's one year older, but one year better. You know, they're not an old team. It's one more year experienced. So um, why not? Uh, 99 and a half. Under Devils. I know they made some changes. But this is the one that, like, to me, this is going to be my best bet out of all of them. They scored 63 points, or they accumulated 63 points last year. Their total this year is 91 and a half. That is a 28 and a half point jump from 63 to 91 and a half. Are you kidding me? Is Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and, uh, and, and Gary coming out of retirement here? Coffee coming out of retirement? No way. They, they're not going to be. In that division as well, when you got Carolina, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, should be an Islander team that's better this year. Columbus, I mean, outside of Philadelphia, that is a tough, tough division. They're going to go up 29 points. Listen, even if you don't like hockey, th- this is our one. If you hate hockey, if you can't spell NHL, don't worry about it. Bet it anyway. This would be it. The Devils, and I'm a Devils fan, they are not getting 92 points. So that would be another one. Under uh, Philadelphia, same thing. Now, the jump up isn't quite as high as it is with the Devils, but 61 points to 77 and a half, 78 points. They're going to be 17 points better this year. Again, that's nine more wins in that division. That's tough to make up that kind of ground. You, you could be better, but that's don't see it. That that's a major play. So in that division, over Carolina, over Rangers, under Devils, under Philadelphia. Central Division. I'm gonna play a little hunch bet on under Colorado, 111 and a half. They had 119 points last year, but they had the chip on their shoulder last year. You know, after uh, stinking out the joint in the postseason the year before, and they they were just fo- razor focused and, and everything. They obviously they win the Stanley Cup. So they got that uh, chip off their shoulder. Everyone's going to be gearing for them because they're the champs. So you got to get everybody's A game. You know, I, I could see them, you know, just kind of like poo-poo in the regular season. They'll probably get 100 points. You know, they're that good. They lose Cadre, but I don't think they're going to get 112. So little hunch on the under Colorado. Over uh, Minnesota, 99 and a half. They had 113 points last year. People don't realize they had the second most points in the Western Conference. They had more than Calgary, more than Edmonton, more than L.A., more than St. Louis. Second most, only behind Colorado. They flop every single year. You know, they're the American version of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, they have great regular seasons, but they stink out the joint in the postseason for whatever reason. But this is the regular season bet. 113 points and now going to get them a 99 and a half? Love that one. Uh, under Chicago, 66 and a half. They had 68 points last year, and they only got worse this year. Got rid of their two best players. It's tough to have that few points. It really is. I mean, you got to be really, really bad, but I think they will be. So we'll go under. And Arizona, 57 last year to 65 and a half this year. So they didn't make any changes in the offseason. They should stink. 
Again, tough to have less than 65 and a half points. It's not that many wins. In overtime, you get a point. But they're, they're, you know what? In that division, tough little division, um, I, I don't see that kind of improvement. So little half a unit, half a play on Chicago, half a play on Arizona, just because those numbers are so low. So in the Central, we have one over Minnesota, and we got three unders, Chicago, Arizona. Pacific, last one. On a suggestion of Bobano, we'll, we'll follow suits. Uh, we'll buy into his Anaheim Mighty Ducks, 76 points last year, 79 and a half this year. Not that big of a change. So let's see if we can squeeze 80 points out of the Mighty Ducks. We're going to go under 81 and a half Seattle. They had 60 points last year. Again, maybe they're a little better, but are they 22 points better? That's 11 more wins. No way. No way. I love, love that. That's one of the major plays. Going to go over Vegas 94. I, I know this could be the start of a, a train wreck, but they had so many injuries last year, and they still got 94 points. Uh, I'm thinking with everybody healthy this year, they, they could get three more. So we'll play a, a little half unit on over 96 and a half. Uh, it's not that big of a number uh, on uh, on Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, we'll buy into Edmonton. I know everybody is playing them. I get it. But so will we. Uh, over 102 and a half Edmonton. They had 104 last year. They have the chip on their shoulder. You know, they might be the Colorado of last season. You know, failing in the postseason and, uh, you know, having enough talent to win it all. So we'll go over Edmonton. So we're going over Anaheim, over Edmonton in the Pacific, and then under, oh, and, and over Vegas, uh, 96 and a half, and then under Seattle, uh, 81 and a half. So we got four, we got 16 plays. I know that that's a lot, but, uh, you know, listen, we do pretty well with these things. So I'll put those on my hockey page on the website. But uh, the main, main, if you're going to play like three, it would be under Devils, under Seattle, over Rangers. I think those are the three best ones. In fact, you know what? We'll do one, if you were going to do one from each division, under Seattle in the Pacific, over Minnesota in the Central, under Devils in the Metropolitan, and then um, over uh, Florida in the Atlantic. But Devils, Rangers, Minnesota, and uh, Seattle would be your best place. Uh, that, that's where I'm going. And then to, to win it all, let's put the Black Cloud and the Rangers. 18-1. to 1. I, I live here in New York. I, I can't have the Rangers winning. I, I just uh, I, I just can't. So we're, we're going to play them at 18-1 to 1 to, to win it all and hopefully put the cloud on them. Who do I think could win? Carolina at 11-1. Might be their year. Might finally be their year to put it all together. They get a little bit closer. So Carolina at 11-1 is my uh, unofficial official pick to win it all, if you will. All right, quick little break. We'll come back. Uh, Aaron Judge loses the battle to win the uh, Triple Crown. How about that? He gives up without even a fight. Very weak. Typical of a stanky, though. We'll close up shop next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's wrap through a couple of things here real quickly. First up, Tampa Bay did not win yesterday. They lost three straight. They went uh, four and 12 their last uh, 16 games, so we did not hit our over-under on that one. Still, we finished up 7-2, and two, hit with Baltimore, hit with the Dodgers, hit with Seattle, hit with Houston, hit with the Angels, hit with Washington, hit with Texas on the unders on those last three, and then we lost with Tampa Bay in a stank. We were hoping to go 8-1, and one, but we went 7-2. and two. We can't complain too loudly, I suppose. Uh, hats off to the Detroit Tigers. They finished with 18 one-run losses. They had 96 losses. Only 18 were by one run. 78 of the 96 were by two runs or more, which just goes to show how bad uh, the Tigers really were. In the end, they may not have had a worse record than Washington, but, man, that, that is pretty embarrassing. That, that really is. Uh, Aaron Judge decides not to play. He wimps out. What a joke. So he loses out to the batting title to Minnesota's Lewis Arrival who did play, went one for two with two walks. And, you know, had Arise gone 0 for 4 and Judge gone 4 for 4, he may have been able to overtake him and win the Triple Crown, but he gives up without a fight. Typical stanky. Uh, Roger Maris Jr. family uh, sent out a little tweet for a majority of fans. We can now celebrate a new clean home run king. Really? Really? Do we really know Aaron Judge is clean? In all honesty, you know, um, as I pointed out and sent out a tweet back to them, you know, Sammy Sosa never never failed a steroid test. You know, Barry Bonds never failed a steroid test. Roger Clemens never failed a steroid test. And we all know they were on roids. So if you're using average hasn't failed a steroid test as a way to say he's clean, there's too much history that says that's just not the case. We don't know. We, We really don't know. You'd like to think so. But you don't have any idea if he's clean or not. And that's why you got to keep uh, Barry Bond 73 as the real home run record. Cole Beasley announced his retirement two weeks with the Bucks. Where's Gronk? How long before Gronk suits up? Football full circle with Ben Stevens. Joe Lisi coming up next right here. Sports Grid Radio. We'll talk to you later on tonight, folks.